Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. The Life of St. Philip Neri by Antonio Galonio, Section 9, Chapter 109. The Church of Our Lady of the Vallicella is rebuilt from its foundations. Now, since the church of Santa Maria in Vallicella was very small and in bad condition, the fathers thought it ought to be restored. Since it was ideally situated in the most suitable part of the city for the function of the congregation. Much as they would have liked to build a new one, the limitations of their private funds made it impossible. But while they were considering this, God, in his mercy, responded to their devout wishes. They had hardly set about the work of restoration when Philip, relying on nothing but his faith in God, decided to have it pulled down completely and to rebuild it from the foundations in a larger and more splendid style, though the fathers had no money or very little. The matter did not rest there. What he had decided to do, that he determined to carry out at once, confident in the providence of God. All his life long, he had depended on that providence and thought nothing too difficult or too great, never hesitating in the attempt at the most ambitious schemes. At Philip's command, the ruinous church was leveled to the ground. And in September, Matteo Bartolini of Citta di Castello was called in, one of the best architects of our time. He surveyed the site carefully and was marking out the ground plan of the intended building when Germanico Fideli told Philip what he was doing. Philip was already vested for mass but told the other priest that nothing should be decided before he arrived. After mass, he came to the site and found Matteo there, who showed him the place where he had decided the foundations should be dug. Philip did not consent to his plan, for he said the building should be bigger. They went to the place which God had shown him. And he said, dig here. The foundations must be here. They did so. And lo, they brought to light an ancient and solid wall hidden under the rubble. It was 10 spans wide. And so long that the length of the eventual building did not use it all but it extended further. On this foundation, the right hand of the church was completed, though for the remainder, it was necessary to lay new foundations. For this purpose, a foundation stone was laid in the usual manner, which was done with great splendor before a large crowd. The first stone was solemnly consecrated and laid in the foundations by Alessandro de' Medici, Archbishop of Florence, to whom our congregation owes a lot. He is now a cardinal priest of the Holy Roman Church with the title of Santa Maria in Trastevere.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians dear, to whom God's love commits us here. Ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, patron of thy own, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. When the first apostle of Rome, St. Peter, first met our Lord, our Lord encouraged him to do great things. He even told him on one occasion, put out into the deep, duke and altum, put out into the deep, and lower your nets for a catch. And St. Peter said, Lord, we fished all night and caught nothing, but at your word, I will lower the nets. And he went out and caught so many fish that his boat began to sink. Put out into the deep, have great desires, be ambitious, go and catch fish with the Lord, the Lord's command. And that kind of boldness, that kind of holy ambition, is characteristic of St. Philip too, the second apostle of Rome. And we see that in the very beginning of his congregation. The physical building itself, Philip had torn down. He didn't have enough money, but what he had was great confidence in God. And he knew that the congregation was from the Lord. He had not tried to found it. It had come together according to God's plan in his timing. And he knew that the congregation needed a larger church. He knew that the current church couldn't really be saved. And so when he knew what was the right thing to do, he did it. But then our Lord blessed his holy boldness with the grace of recognizing, telling him where there was this wall. He told him where to dig. St. Philip had these special graces from God, these special insights. And what did they find? That ancient wall in which the current church today that you can go visit one of the most beautiful churches in Rome, Santa Maria in Valicella, the Chiesa Nuova, they call it. They still call it the Chiesa Nuova, the new church. 450 years later, it's still so beautiful and so unique in Rome that they call it the Chiesa Nuova, the new church. And that right-hand wall that was built on top of the wall that Philip found, make it bigger, he said. What is the virtue that makes one want to do great things for the Lord? Is it humility? No. It's called magnanimity, great souledness. And it's the companion of humility. Humility is the virtue that holds back our pride. Humility holds us back from going after things that are beyond us. 
But magnanimity strengthens us against despairing. When there is some great and difficult good, which is according to our ability, our state. When there's some great good that God wants from us, but it will be a challenge. When we fall away from that, when we shrink from doing that great thing, because of its how arduous, how challenging it will be, how much suffering it might entail, then we need to be held up, kept going. And that virtue is magnanimity. Humility holds us back from going after things that are beyond us. But magnanimity urges us to go for great things that are not beyond us with the help of God. And that's what St. Philip had, that great souledness. And what was the foundation of his magnanimity, his great souledness? His confidence, his hope in God's providence. Providence comes from the Latin root to see on behalf of. That God sees on behalf of us. He provides for us according to a plan. He has a plan and he can see how to achieve that plan. And he can arrange things in such a way as to bring about his plan. And what is God's plan ultimately? It's to glorify his son, to raise up men and women who will be intimately connected to his son, to share in his son's life, to share in his son's relationship with the father. And all things work for the good of those who love God because his providence arranges things in such a way. God is not only good, but he's all powerful. And so even from evil, even from difficulty, even from mistakes, his providence can work and bring out good. Those that built the Chiesa Nuova, the original one, Santa Maria Velicella, they didn't realize when they built it that some of the mistakes they had made, some of the shortcuts they took would eventually be used by God to build another church. You see, that first church was in ruins, possibly because it wasn't built that great. Possibly when the people who made it, maybe they didn't do the best they could have. But even if that's the case, God was at work. God had plans to give St. Philip a vision and tear it down. It served its purpose for its time. And so let us entrust everything to God. If we make mistakes, if the arm of our work has been imperfect, maybe that's part of some great plan of the Lord. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.